we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for April 1st, 2018. And um, we're going to get into now the genocide going on in South Africa. One of the verses I forgot to mention, though, in the last part of the study is... Uh, First uh, Corinthians eleven thirty one. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. So, if you here's another way to prevent God's judgment is to judge yourself. Okay, we, we could save ourselves a whole lot of pain, agony, and hassle. If we would just on a daily basis judge ourselves. And um, and when we are judged though by God, we're chastened of God. So see, that's a sign that God, you're one of God's kids, children, because, you know, whom the love, Lord loveth, he also chasteneth. So that's, that's also uh, evidence of that. But that's not fun when we get judged by God. But he's doing that that we should not be condemned with the world. He's doing it for a reason, just like, you know, discipline is, is necessary, you know, with, when you raise your children, and it's necessary as a Christian um, in our walk with God. Uh, but if we would judge ourselves, we could avoid a lot of the judgment from God then. So something to also, you kind of add that into all the stuff I just talked about in the last part. So let's go into the next part of the study, and... Uh, we're going to take an extensive look at this. This first part is called Growing Crisis, Coming White Genocide in South Africa. It's really not coming, it's here. Uh, 68,800 and plus people have been murdered at the time of this writing. Uh, it was March 7th of last month. 68,800 plus people murdered total South African whites in the unreported genocide since the end of apartheid. So... That's the actual number there. I am forwarding this desperate plea, which was just received from one of our correspondents in South Africa. He is not a beggar, but simply is hoping to be heard, and hoping that somehow someone with authority in the American government will speak up on behalf of his people. These people deserve our help. They are, are our kinsmen and are in danger of annihilation as it stands right now. And remember, this is coming to everywhere. And I don't mean to say this, but I mean, this is this is being targeted at the white race. This particular genocide is being targeted at the white race. That is not me being racist saying that. It's a fact, okay? You can look at what they're doing in Europe. You can look at what they're doing in Canada and in America. And there is a targeted extermination of the white race. Now, you could also say, well, yeah, there's a targeted extermination of blacks, and there's a targeted extermination of Christians, and there's a targeted extermination. And so there's there's other targeted exterminations going on on the planet, but this is this particular one is about white people. So if these if these Christian people were to become American citizens, now I can't believe they're all Christians. Obviously they're not, but they're saying it in this particular regard. If these Christian people were to become American citizens, they would contribute greatly to the betterment of America. And would not drain our resources as so many of the heathen immigrants have done. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, when we're talking about the Muslims and the um, 
illegal aliens coming in, which are mostly, you know, of a paganistic type. Uh, or, now, I'm not saying none of them are Christians, but then again, why would you come here illegally? You know, I mean, that's not... <laughs> I get it. They're they're desperate. I understand in in, in that and this type of stuff, but um, it's still illegal, you know. Bottom line. So, please read the earnest plea below, written by someone who is there and is living the nightmare, and forward to as many people as you can. They are our kinsmen, and many of them will not make it if their land is taken from them. So, this is the email uh, from. Let me see if I can see his name here. It she just goes by BB, the initials BB. I'm looking at the very, very end of the uh, email. Growing crisis and coming white genocide in South Africa. Dear Pastor K, I write to you today with a very heavy heart, but with the hope that you might be willing to help raise awareness for the U.S., in the U.S., for the desperate situation in South Africa. And, I mean, they're actually having things where they're marching now white people are actually marching which with banners saying stop white genocide in South Africa. As you might be aware, the ANC government in South Africa has recently passed a motion in Parliament by which they intend to seize all white-owned farms in South Africa without any compensation. Now, let's flip this around. Could you imagine if this was done in America and it was against blacks? Or if it was done against blacks anywhere and that became global news or if it was against muslims or i mean can you imagine the public outcry can you imagine the screaming and flint and it would be wrong to just go in there and even if a, if it's a muslim you know if they properly own the land i don't think it's right to go in there and seize their land that's not that's not christian that's not right you know or but it's fine to do it if you're white it's politically correct it's fine and it's not only fine to do that it's fine to kill them as well as we're going to see it's all part of their insidious communist plan to ultimately destroy all white south africans and in particular the africans speaking white community known as afrikaner of course this new law will pave the way to ultimately strip the white man of all his property and possessions their ultimate goal is to completely annihilate us as a people it's as simple as that. The ANC government has essentially declared war on the Afrikaner by attempting to legalize the wholesale destruction of the white minority in South Africa. This morning I read in Newsweek that a petition is being signed by thousands of white South Africans in which to ask President Trump to please help the white South Africans to immigrate to America's refugees. I mean, we have let in all of the worst of the worst of the worst Muslims. The worst ones that... that you could possibly bring in here are already here right now some of the worst people regarding illegal aliens have all been literally encouraged to come in i'm not saying trump's encouraging them i mean as far as i can see he's tried to stop it um obviously but then again you know then what we talked about last week where you know that was one of the main campaign promises he ran on and then he signed the ominous spending bill which you know built walls in other countries but did, did virtually nothing to build walls in our country so we'll see how that all turns out but obama obviously before him and the presidents before him um i, I think under obama it was it was at a level that we've never seen before and where they were literally being encouraged and now there's literally right now this is uh front page 
I wasn't really going to get into this, um, but on Drudge, um, Trump, it's the literal top story on Drudge. Here's a whole picture of illegal aliens, as far as you can see them, and guess what? They're walking here to come into America. They're demanding entrance into this country, and they're, the thousands make their way to the USA. Right now, it's happening right now. A mass ex it's being well documented. It's literally the top report on drugs. This is not a this is not a um rumor. This is um this is what's going on. Mexico aids Eastern invasion of over a thousand illegals. And there's way more than a thousand people from what I'm seeing. There's all kind of videos that they're posting of this happening. Um we're, here's one, we're here in Tapuchula doing workshops, shops, and activities to get to know each other and prepare to be a strong, united team for the 2018 refugee caravan migrants. I mean, this is incomprehensible. They're literally announcing that they're all coming here illegally, demanding entrance, and that we're supposed to just take in more of these people when our own country is falling apart, our own infrastructure, they're getting all of these benefits our own citizens aren't getting. They're bringing in all kinds of diseases. They're bringing in their pagan religions. They're doing all of this stuff, and we're supposed to just welcome them with open arms. This is what they expect. I mean, this that goes on to say, and, and I'm not going to key on this, but just so you know a little bit about this, um, researcher Kashusha Luna added that um, they aid immigrants. In other words, they're aiding them in, in their illegal immigration. Says they bragged about speeding into Mexico because I believe most of them are coming from Honduras. And they said on Monday, Pueblo Sin Fronteras posted a video with the caption the refugee caravan knocking down borders yesterday in Huaherton. Immigration agents abandoned the post when they saw us coming. The people celebrate this first small victory. The goal is to cross into the USA this weekend, which is right now, and demand asylum. Demanding. You don't, you don't have any rights as American citizens. None. You're here illegally. You can't, you shouldn't be demanding anything. It's unbelievable. Um... They have also prepared special security measures should something go wrong. Well, what are they going to do? Open fire on this on the border patrol. Additionally, the group practiced security protocols, including formations which called for men of all groups to form a wall around the women and children. And I'm not saying they should hurt anybody, but I'm saying they should be turned back. They should not be rewarded for coming here and doing something illegal and given rewards and then given thirty-seven thousand dollars per year per illegal alien in in total benefits and aid packages, which is about from what I'm seeing about what they're getting. Far greater than like a returning veteran or somebody that like is on social security or somebody that's lived here as a legal citizen their whole life. They're getting far more benefits than their own citizenry. It's so evil and backwards and twisted and wrong. Moreover, Central Americans made their way to Mexico's Commission for Refugee Assistance and made calls for better compliance with international national. What do they care about laws? They're breaking all the laws. But see, all these other countries are letting them through because they're like waving them on. They're like, okay, as long as you don't stay here, you can, you can go to America. Who's, I, I really believe that 
I, I saw there was there was there was made mention of this that the um, Calexit movement. They're trying to get as many illegal aliens into California because they're gonna they're gonna literally as soon as they cross the border now you're a legal citizen in in in, in um, Calexo they're calling it now like it's a, it's a combination of Mexico and California they're gonna have a literal built-in voting block they're going to make them legalized citizens as soon as they cross the border and they're going to be able to basically vote in whatever evil wicked thing they want to vote in and this is another reason why this they're, they're being encouraged to do this because this always starts with somebody in our country saying come on up like obama was doing before he was saying come on up come on up we want to get you in here as many as we can um so Mexico's Commission for Refugee Assistance made calls for better compliance with international and national laws, faster processing of asylum applications, and an increase in acceptance rates. I mean, this is so wicked and evil. They don't, they don't have, they could care less about our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, any kind of rule of law. They could care less about any of that. Now, Trump has come out and warned them. Trump, Trump links U.S. border wall to NAFTA renegotiation, warns Mexico must stop drug people flows. Trump has been... I've, I've had the last two teachings, all I've done is, is basically expose all the garbage that Trump's been doing, particularly since the, since the meeting since with Dianne Feinstein on gun control. And to a certain extent, he's kind of got the memo. Now, not saying that I trust him or believe he's going to whatever, but he is seemingly uh, doing some things where he's he's, you know, going in a more positive direction I'm not saying everything but definitely in some areas he is um and this is why i i sound the alarm about this kind of stuff because i'm not going to give the guy a free pass none of us need to give him a free pass he needs to be held accountable so um donald trump on sunday explicitly linked the proposal to build a barrier between us and mexico to ongoing nafta negotiations as he renewed the warning that the flow of illicit drugs and undocumented immigrants from the country must stop via twitter the president ripped the u.s southern neighbors region for doing very little if nothing to stem illegal immigration i mean they're saying come on up come on up you know yeah i mean they're 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 devils and narcotics from flowing across the border he repeated a threat he made earlier this year warning that successful trade pact renegotiations may hinge upon mexico making efforts to secure its border um Mexico is doing very little, if nothing, to stop people from flowing into Mexico through the southern border and then into the U.S. They laugh at our dumb immigration laws. They must stop the big drugs and people flows or I will stop their cash flow. NAFTA. You need, we need a wall. And um, he also tweeted, and it's not in this particular one, that the caravans are coming right now. They need to be stopped. He's basically, he knows about these caravans. This is the number one report on Drudge right now. Okay, so this is something that um, is going on right this second. So just something to add to your prayers there. Uh, so, okay, let's go back to this report here. Okay, so these poor South Africans, which are literally under threat of, threat of death, Okay, have asked President Trump to please help the white South Africans to immigrate to America as refugees. You could probably find that petition if you did any kind of keyword search for it. Um, 
I have no idea if President Trump will respond to it, as this could become a very sticky issue for someone who is currently committed to stopping the flow of illegal immigrants into the USA. I, listen, these are people I would gladly, gladly take. Okay? They're legal citizens of South Africa. They're under threat. Just like I was saying, why can't we take all the wonderful uh, Christians in the Middle East and in Syria that are under threat of death? Okay? No, no, no. We're going to take 99 plus percent, the worst of the worst of the worst devil Muslims, the ones that are doing all the wickedness, and we're going to march them into Germany, and we're going to march them up into Europe and into Sweden, and we're going to bring the other ones that we can't, we're going to bring them over here, either by boat, plane, whatever, and we're going to get them into the United States, and I've documented all this before. No, we want the worst of the worst. We don't want the Christians. We don't want, you know, that's who I would take. But no, it's the exact opposite, unfortunately. Now, I hope Trump's done things to stem the tide of all these Muslims coming into this country. I think he has, but I haven't seen a lot about it. Okay, there was a lot about that when Obama was in office. So, farm attacks are especially bad with white farmers being slaughtered without mercy. Whole families are being wiped out and nothing is being done to stop it. The liberal government-controlled newspapers are not reporting these murders. So the rest of the world is not aware of the real extent of these gruesome crimes. Our people are really in a very desperate situation where total annihilation is now a reality staring at us all in the face. Through your reputation, I know you to be a bold and fearless preacher, one who won't hesitate to call a spade a spade. From my side, I just want to raise as much awareness in the U.S. for our people's desperate plea and our desperate situation. Would you be willing to help me raise an awareness of the South African crisis in some ways? I mean, it's not like he's asking for you know, this horrible thing, perhaps you can arrange for a petition to be drawn up in the U.S. so that the U.S. government is forced to take note of what is happening in South Africa and to speak up on this terrible injustice being committed. Ultimately, I'm hoping that President Trump himself would speak up about this tragedy. Uh, me too. Pray, I, I pray that that's what happens. As even a criminal government like the ANC would tread carefully around a man like Donald Trump if he openly and publicly condemns this horrific injustice against Africa, he should be doing that right now. I mean, come on. They would be forced to sit up and take heed of his disapproval and hopefully rethink this despicable criminal act. Uh, my comment, South Africa is a beta test for all whites in the world, regardless of what country you live in. Now, granted, I understand. They're killing a lot of other races. They're killing a lot of other demographics, too. True. I'm not saying Satan's goal is to kill, it, kill us all, ultimately. But this is happening, and I am going to report on it, and I'm not going to apologize for it either. Um, in the good old days, when South Africa was governed by our own people under strict Christian principles, the rest of the liberal world were doing everything in their power to distort the truth and to petition their respective governments to force the white South African government to change their policies and start negotiation, negotiating with these terrorists. Back then, the liberal world considered ANC to be so-called freedom fighters uh, when in fact they were nothing more than terrorists over several years and through the eager efforts of countless liberal and socialist organizations and even socialist governments South Africa and the Afrikaner was betrayed from within and again this was all by design after decades of peace and prosperity in South Africa the country and her people were suddenly left to the mercy of bloodthirsty terrorists 
The result of this disastrous act is now very evident. Except today, nobody on the outside world seems to care any more about South Africa or the ever-dwindling white minority trying to survive in a country that their Christian forefathers founded more than 360 years ago. The white man in South Africa, it seems, has served its purpose and now is dispensable in the eyes of the world, but not in the eyes of our Heavenly Father, who founded this once great country, with Christian Protestants and Huguenots, who ironically were also forced to free from the tyranny being perpetuated against them in Europe. Unfortunately, we are now facing another form of tyranny here in South Africa. But this time the majority of our people have nowhere to go. The majority of white countries, it seems, are just not interested in helping their fellow kinsmen in South Africa. Well, I sure would be. But then you get into governments and you get into that whole issue. Um, all white South Africans are desperately looking toward their fellow kinsmen with the sincere hope that our desperate plea would be heard and that our help would finally come. But who out there will hear our cry and answer a call for help? And that's a big reason why I'm doing this study. I'm trying to create awareness. And prayer, prayer about this, because, you know, ultimately that's what can move the hand of God to make this happen. President Trump has supporters in South Africa, and many are hoping he would come to our aid. I realize, however, that President Trump, as a man, is far from perfect, but yet he is showing more integrity, courage, and guts than any of his predecessors. I'm therefore hoping and praying that he might act on his conscience in good sense to speak boldly up against ANC their heinous laws, and the complete injustice being perpetuated against a defenseless white minority in South Africa. Please prayerfully consider what I've shared with my heart with this letter. Our people are in a desperate place and urgently need help. We will not survive this blatant onslaught without the help of our fellow kinsmen in America. The Afrikaner and the white man of South Africa urgently need the help of our fellow Christians and or else the Afrikaner will soon be only a sad and tragic memory in the long, troubled history of mankind. Thank you for your understanding, and may God bless you. And this signed BB. Okay, so, now, I'm going to get into this way more now. We're going to, like, look at this situation of what's really going on. What is he talking about? Okay, well, let's find out. Let's delve into this. A heaping helping. South Africa's white working class is going through an intense crisis. In the last two decades, the number of whites living in poverty in the country has been increasing steadily. With the ruling African National Congress introduction of black economic empowerment laws that seek to place black workers ahead of ethnic minority workers, many whites... But that's what's going on right now with like illegal aliens getting these privileged statuses and the Muslims that are in America and in other countries in Europe. They're all getting these privileged statuses. They're all getting all of this unbelievable government assistance i mean i did the the, the video where we talked about and i had a whole bunch of uh, my listeners email me about like these these muslims in like michigan in like dearborn michigan and those places where they've literally taken over where you you you're literally getting to the point of, of muslim no-go zones and how they're you know living in these really nice houses spot basically because of the government that they're they're literally you know have all these kids and they're getting all of this governmental assistance for the more kids and they're walking around literally using like their um ebt cards and they've got like prada shoes and in louis vuitton purses and they're driving around in, in convertible mercedes and they're using all of the stuff that like the ultra poor would use in order to get their groceries that is going on right now the illegal aliens are given all of these things that our own citizenry is not given so it's, it's just the same dynamic over the world Africans have fallen on hard times. 
find themselves living in what are colloquially known as white squatter camps. After hearing about an orphanage that was they're white, They're white ghettos, is what they're also referred to. ...off from its financial support for being too white, I visited one such site to find out what kind of life many white South Africans are being forced to live. Yeah, well, the place is about uh, people that is, haven't got place to stay, that stays on the street. So we help them, and especially women that is abused with children, and we help them with that. That is uh, what we are doing here. So, and from the public side outside, we don't get any support. So the men here, we all, we are working. So they're trying to band together the white people there, and, and they're trying to have their own little enclaves, these little, basically little shanty ghettos where they're being literally herded into because they'll be killed if they're just out among the regular black population. And I mean, listen, I just played a 17-minute video of a black lady, you know, talking, okay, regarding the Bible, okay? So I have a lot of black listeners. I love my black... I'm not talking about that type of Christian black listener. You know, I'm not I'm not in reference to that, okay? I played, I played a clip... Um, Oh, I don't know, a couple of videos ago of a black pastor talking or whatever. So, listen, I'm not, this is not coming from some kind of prejudicial standpoint. Um, but this is going on. And it's it's the racism that we're talking about here. It's racism of the blacks against the whites in this particular, and, and we're talking so much so that they are saying, kill the white man, kill the white farmer, slay his family, torture them rape them and this is going on and there's it's being given the president is the one telling them to do this and they're chanting about it and dancing about it on stage we're going to play these videos it's unbelievable can you imagine if there was a white government doing this exact opposite dynamic to a to a black race that it ruled over can you imagine the public outcry you, you would have every person in Hollywood, and really, it would be justified, absolutely. It would, it would be wrong, but because it's against the whites, it's perfectly acceptable. We deserve it. Whitey's got it coming. This is what I'm hearing. We're, we're reaping what we sowed, and, and, and they're happy. A lot of them are happy about it, and I'm going to prove it. I mean, I had a listener that's very, emailed me about this, very happy about this, saying we're getting exactly what we deserve, and I'm going to read you his email. Um, it's, it's, and I believe he lives there. <laughs> it's like, wow, dude, uh, you really are evil. You really are wicked. I mean, you, <laughs> you're, you're going to sit here and justify this position. That's, that's good. That's, you're, you're doing good. We love to do it because especially women and children, they don't get any support from the government. We don't get anything. We don't get anything. We haven't got power or lights, uh, electricity. We haven't got yet. This is one guy standing. I mean, they're literally no electricity, no lights, no power. Look at this room. One guy. If this didn't exist, where would these people go? They will be on the street. They will be on the street. This squatter camp just outside Johannesburg is one of the many across South Africa and is home to some of the country's most disadvantaged people. It is built on the site of an old dumping ground and is home to around 60 people, 
most of whom are children. So it's an old dumping ground. It's the only place that they could get land, I guess, that they would be where they could, you know, actually do something like this. So. Many of the people who live here have been through some of the worst situations and have been failed by the police, social services, and even charities designed to help South Africa's poorest. Yeah, why couldn't you go to one of the hostels that the government has set up? Because of the skin color. Yeah, and yeah, it's not at all. She said, he said because of the skin color. You couldn't go to anything the government has set up because the only ones the government would take in are the black race. If you're white, you're going to be told, go off and die, essentially. And we're going to, I mean, we're, we will prove that thoroughly by the end of this study. Um, it's all black people here. Yeah. Because it's not the place that does it. You know, if you go to this place, there's many places I know, um, Jesus Disciples, uh, Manger, those places, they take blacks and they put the whites out. You see, so. so these other places will take the blacks in and if they have whites there, they will put the whites out in order to make room for the blacks. Yeah, that's about it. So wait, you, there are places here that will only help blacks but won't help whites? Yeah, that's true. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like, I people find that a very bizarre idea in America. Um, yeah, if you... I don't know how to say it, it's just the racism going around. I'm just here to get my life in order and try to give my daughter a better life. <laughs> Were there any other places you could have gone other than here? No. Why not? Nobody else didn't want to help. I've tried a lot, and at the end of the day, Uncle Kubis was the only one that took me in. Are there no government programs? Nothing. This is the only place you could help us with a uh, place to stay and things. They are the only ones who helped us with it. No one else. These people would either be dead or trying to eke out some kind of... The thing is, you got to worry about getting killed. It's not like it's just in America where if you're homeless or something, where... Yeah, you're 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 fighting for your survival, but you're not so much having to worry about. Of course, if the government comes and picks you up, that's a whole other story. I've gotten to that, but I mean, I'm just talking about like where you wouldn't have to worry about roving gangs of black people coming around to kill you. There, you do. So if you don't have a place to stay there, I mean, you're just like a sitting duck. If it wasn't for them, I would have been in the streets. I'm going to sleep with my wife and my kids on stage. That's it. I mean, these people, they're all just totally brokenhearted. I mean, I just have nothing but compassion. I mean, if this was happening to blacks and they were doing this, I would have nothing but compassion for them too. This is horrible. There's no one who can help us. Because this side of the earth is it's bad for us. And I'm not lying... Really, it's bad. No one can get jobs around you. We're suffering badly. Well, where we lived, things were very dangerous. The one day, um, there was black people walking in the street, and they shot through our windows. And I went, and the police did nothing. You can't even walk in the streets around at night during the day. They you can't even walk in the streets. Rapes. There's rapes. They're getting the white women are getting raped by the black guys. Okay, we're gonna talk about that. Uh, because that was something that this wonderful uh, listener of mine 
gentleman talked about and i'm really glad he brought that subject up because now it's fair game for me to bring it up because he made such a uh, gigantic point about it um so this is her account you're either going to get killed or if you're a white woman walking the streets you're going to get raped by black probably gang raped and that's fine the government's not going to do a thing about it they can fire guns through your they can fire bullets through your window they can kill you they're being told to do this it's all being encouraged and anything goes rape you or they beat you up they're swearing at you in the language you, they know you don't know the language but they will come and swear at you butchering breaking you down around you you know you don't feel like a person around you anymore so they're making sure these people all just universally just look like broken vessels they just look like they've been beaten down broken vessels without hope it's horrible I, I i mean and yet we will let the illegal aliens the, the illegal gang ms-13 gangs the, the 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 muslims all that the worst of the worst of the worst of humanity they can come here no problemo they can go into europe defile rape kill that's all fine but these people forget it you need to just die. This is how sick our world has become. Our people, it's, we don't have a life anymore. They will make sure about it. Have you tried to look into leaving South Africa? If I can get a chance, I will go. If I can get a better life that side of the seas, I will go. Me and my two kids, I need a life to make for them. In fact, the people here are often refused help based solely on their race. This Lauren Southern is banned from, I believe, the UK. She was going to go in there and um, do something on, I think, maybe speak on the Muslims or something of this nature. And they have banned now the UK. It's so bad there that they're banning now speakers from even coming in, going against any kind of narrative, saying any word against these devil Muslims that are there, raping, stealing, killing, and pillaging. Can't say a word about it. They can do whatever they want. They're going to get a slap on the wrist at most part. But if you're somebody that gets raped, you better keep your mouth shut because you got to come in and it's part of their culture. Let them rape you and keep your stinking mouth shut. Fine. Let him take your little girl, put him in a grooming gang, gang raper, 50, 50 Muslims on a, one little girl. This is what they're doing, okay? One example, they're doing this by the thousands, though. They're, they're, they're getting these grooming gangs where they're, where they're baiting these little girls in to come in, and they're, and they're gang raping them, and they're drugging them, and that's all fine Jim Dandy cotton candy. Don't you dare say a word against these wonderful Muslims. It's their culture. They can generally mutilate, they can rape, steal, kill, and pillage. Don't say a word about it. It's just a different version of it going on here in South Africa. Miss Grace, the de facto mother of the camp, told me how one resident was refused treatment at a hospital because of his white skin, while others were refused a place at a local school for the same reason. In fact, the school asked how many black people were at the camp before refusing based on the fact that there weren't enough. He told on the TV, on the news, shoot the boo, kill the boo. What we are like, just living uh, see, they're saying on the news shoot the boar kill the boar the i believe the boar is the white people is what they're in reference to there 
Um, so they're basically openly saying it on the news at night. Just kill white people are fair game. It's like open hunting season. You kill them, and you've done you've done Satan's service. You've done a good thing. You'll get your little satanic merit badge, and and um, proven that you serve him and love Satan. Also, we are also um, human beings. We also have got a life. We also got we are like human beings, just like them, just a color in the land, which is different. But why are they against us? Even black kids were beating my kids up. My five-year-old. So them, this is not for you. Oh yeah, the, the little kids are fair game. They 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 literally beat the snot out of the of the white kids. The black kids do. I mean, it's fair game. They're they're all to die. The white people have got to die. South Africa, it's for hours for for them, and that's why we like this. I don't want to give my kids a life like this. I want to give them what they need, and I can't. I'm fed up with this country now. So without this place open, where would these kids be? They will be on the streets. This camp isn't like the refugee camps that you see across Europe for illegal migrants. The people here are largely women and children. They want... Yeah, in other words, the, oh, the poor refugees that came into Germany now, they're, they're, all, they're all fighting age men. They're the worst of the worst of Islam. They're the ones that were doing all the atrocities in Syria and elsewhere in the Middle East. They are the Afghans and the Pakistanis that, that, that have their chai tea boys that they rape and stuff. Sick devils. Those are the ones that came in. That don't have any um, women with them. So then they, they're, they've been told, well, you come up here, you can, you can rape, steal, kill, pillage, you can rape all the white women you want. That's what they were told. But these, these people, these white ones, are like women and children, most of them. So wicked, so evil. Work. They haven't illegally crossed any borders. Nope. And they're trying to do things right. Right. Yet they live like this within their own nation. And while the world touts their love for refugees, ah, because of their skin please. color, the white minority in South Africa has been forgotten. And these are people that if, if we were to bring them here, they would become productive members of society. And they would be here legally to do it, which is the way it should be. Okay, I'm not saying other people from other races can't come here legally and be productive members of society. But when you have millions of people coming in illegally, you're right off the bat telling them, you know what? We're going to reward you. We're going to give you a pat on the head for coming here illegally. We're going to give you thousands and thousands of dollars a year in government help, subsidies, and all these things, free Free healthcare, free the whole nine yards. And you're rewarding them for doing something. How can that bear good fruit, ultimately? When you have literally rewarded them for doing something wicked and evil and against the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. I mean, how, how do you do that? I mean, a nation without borders is not a nation. Thank you so much for watching this video. I just wanted to let you know that this is actually just a short clip from a much larger documentary project I'm working on called Farmlands. Now there are a million ways you can help with this project and spread the word about the situation going on in South Africa. If you want to know how you can do that, go down to the links below or visit farmlands.online. I'll see you next time. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and repost that link 
This is Lauren Southern. Now, she's not a Christian, but she's doing God's work as far as I can see. I mean, I hope she, I pray she gets saved, but I mean, I'll tell you what, man, she's one of the only ones down there doing this and covering this stuff. I'm going to repost these links in here so you have that, so you can access that. Okay, so what I just posted in here, I gave you a link to this Farmlands official site. Um, Lauren says, thank you so much for watching the series in South Africa. If you'd like to know more about this particular camp and how you can help, please contact Cobus Creamer at, she gives an email address. If you'd like to support me in creating more projects like this one, and then I get, I'm going to leave her contact info as well. Um, you know, uh, so she gives other... And, you know, it costs money to go down there and do this. And she's one of the only ones doing it. Literally going down there. Literally trying to go into Europe. She does a lot of stuff in Canada. And, I mean, she's just documenting all of this stuff. So, I give you the link there for it. It's, it's, it would be under the first video I'm playing called Inside South Africa's White Displacement Camps. And, um, I'll go ahead and highlight this, um highlight the pertinent information there as well okay so that's that'll be in the pdf for april 1st 2018 now let's go to the next video south african government is purposely killing the farmland of the whites because there's a lot of aspects to this stuff and it's just so wicked and evil what they're doing While the increasing crime rate is a constant concern for South Africa's farmers, there is one issue which many are beginning to consider an even more pressing problem. Drought. The country's Western Cape is facing its worst water shortage in 113 years, and many other areas have seen little to no rain in more than four years. The government has promised millions of rand in aid, but due to corruption and mismanagement, the money has gone missing. Even Cape Town, the country's tourism capital, is just weeks away from running out of water. And the farmlands? Well, they've been left essentially to die. Between the drought and the government's corruption, farmers like Louis have been left to make impossible decisions. Basically, we are in a drought, and the state has declared it a disaster. They allocated 375,000 to our district, but it did not reach us. Nobody knows where the money is. <laughs> Imagine it's that. Been stolen and it's made of course it is. Much worse. Louis showed me around his farm, where the effects of the drought were a striking sight. I mean, it's like a barren I can't wasteland. afford to pump the water out of the ground anymore. It has gotten me into massive debt. It's no See, they're doing that. They're, they're not only literally telling the blacks to go out there and kill the white farmers. They're doing everything. The government's doing everything it can to make sure every one of these farms fail, implode, so that there is no more farming going on. It's it's almost like they're trying to kill their own country off. Because when the white farmers are gone, guess what? No more food. Or you're gonna have to import it all in. And, and a country that, that is, is um, going more to pot by the day, they're not going to have the resources to do that, are they? No. And all the white farmers are going to be dead before long. Or even affordable to run my machinery, pump the water, or go to the wholesaler and buy the basic ingredients to feed my cattle and maintain the farms. It is all totally pointless. My farm used to be a green oasis. It used to be a healthy, perfect farm. Now it has all turned to dust. 
to barren wasteland with piles of bones from the sheep I once had who died of thirst. Over the past few years, the South African government has used its black economic empowerment policy to coerce utility companies into depleting the number of white workers to reflect the racial makeup of the country. In reality, this black economic empowerment aimed at redressing the imbalances of the past, meaning whitey came in here hundreds of years ago, took the land from the blacks, now it's payback time. This is the common theme I'm seeing about all of this. So this is all justified in the eyes of the black people there because whitey's got it coming. So, oh well, too bad, so sad, you get to die now, time for you to pay. That's what they're saying. Aimed at redressing the imbalances of the past by seeking to substantially and and confer the ownership, management, and control of South Africa's financial and economic resources to the majority of its citizens, meaning the majority of its black citizens. This is the black economic empowerment process that the government is fully behind. That means whitey's got to go. This means that companies with government contracts must shoot for a goal of workforce with no more than 8% white workers. Ah, Since these mass layoffs, filling engineering and other... So it's, it's just, it's discrimination on a level you can't believe. ...high-skilled positions has been difficult, only worsening the water crisis and causing serious ramifications for the country's white population. I could no longer afford to maintain my old home, so it fell into disrepair, and we now live in a much smaller shack down the road. There is nothing left of that house. The floors have rotted. The walls are breaking. He's, he's showing the house. The place my children were born. The place my wife and I built from scratch and used to love. It is now just rubble. This is happening to everyone, everywhere here. You drive up and down these lands. If you're white. And all you can see is dilapidated farms. Yep. There are extremely difficult times laying ahead for us. Everything points towards them trying to break us. But ultimately, they're just going to kill all the blacks. Because they're going to use this when there's no more food. Then there's going to be like, well, what do we do now? Well, you starve. You get to starve. Or you, whatever, whatever uh, satanic thing they're going to do in order for the blacks to get food. I, it, it just, it makes no sense at all. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. These white South African farmers are not bothering anybody. They're literally producing the food. And the blacks are going in there killing them and making sure they can't produce food. It is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. In a country so dependent on these farms for its food and for some of its major exports like Angora mohair, it is hard to believe the government is doing little to help, or worse, as some are speculating, purposely withholding aid as they battle with farmers for the land. The whole objective of the government is to make it very difficult economically. Through fuel and property taxes, they are overtaxing us on everything. Yeah. Like everyone in South Africa, our lives They're are. doing it to our farmers, too. I just read a gigantic article in, um, not to this extent. I mean, our farmers aren't fearing for their lives yet, but 
between the GMOs and Monsanto and Big Agra, they're forcing all the small farmers out. I mean, there's a guy on there, and I'll be posting a link soon, and he was raising a kind of, it was a pig that wasn't indigenous, and they basically came in and said, you can't do that, and, and we're you have to slaughter all your pigs by, like, Monday, or we're going to come in there and charge you 10 grand per pig and throw you in jail. And he said, no, I'm going to fight you. And he's fought, but, I mean, he's basically lost everything in the fight. And he's trying to sound the alarm that, you know, this is going to be coming to anybody that's not going to be doing big ag type Monsanto glyphosate Franken, Frankenstein Terminator seed type of farming in America. That's what they want. They want everybody dependent upon Big Brother. They want to take away any type of farmers like this that are actually doing this apart from the satanic government because the, uh, Satan wants to control all food production all water distribution because he knows if he can control the food and the water then he's got the populations for the most part and this is why i've stressed and emphasized over the years of ways that you know long-term food storage and ways that you could potentially grow your own food and, and possibly having a a bug out location and, and, and with a well on these types of things which would be um potentially very very important in the days and times that we're moving into turning to ruin and they are doing it to us on purpose. The government here feel nothing for us. They want us starving or dead. Yep. It is a strategy they have been working on for years. It's hard working here every day, knowing they are going to chase you out in six months. It's all coming to America. The government even said openly they are going to take our land. Uh, they breed us out of existence too. There was another thing I just saw today. Um, that's another big, big plan that they've got, uh, breeding us out of existence because they, they, they kill the whites off and then the, like what they're doing in, um, Germany, let me just, let me get this quote up here. Uh, Germany, a gradual replacement of the non-Muslim population with the Muslim population is now taking place. 40% of the children under five in Germany have foreign roots, meaning they're, they're Islamic Muslims since 2005. The population of new arrivals has increased by 24%. Germany, Germans will become a minority in their own country in possibly 15 to 20 years. And that's the whole key for Islam, is, is they get once they get above certain population levels, then you the more the more people they get in there, the more you really see their true colors. And that is the goal for all the planet. And it just seems like they're they're absolutely totally focused in on the white races in order to breed us out, to kill us off, and breed us out of existence. I will never recover from this. I just hope my children can have a better life one day. Spending time with Louis on his dying farm has been a truly heart-wrenching experience. Not only are these farmers forced to live with the constant fear of break-ins and the most gruesome crimes, but every day has become a struggle even just for the survival of the very land to which they are deeply rooted. Thank you so much for watching this video. I just wanted to let you know that this is actually just a short clip. So it's basically the same thing that she said on the last one from the Farmlands official site. And I give you the link to that there. So that, that there's another one. Okay, now here's the next one. Uh, men preparing for civil war in South Africa. Any time talking to South Africa's white farming minority, there is one name that will keep coming up. The Sightlanders. 
the world's largest non-state civil defense organization, who believe not only that civil war is coming to South Africa, but that they need a serious plan and preparations for when it does. I sat down with Simon Roach, head of the office of the Sightlanders HQ, to find out more. We recently had a protest in South Africa against farm murders. Uh, called, the protest was called Black Monday. I mean, they have whole protests on all the farm murders. They're, they're, they're breaking onto the farmlands, the blacks, in gangs typically. They're being encouraged by the government to do it, told to go do it, told to go kill and rape and pillage and steal. So much so that they've got to have protests just against that one issue. I mean, it's total insanity. No buildings were stoned. Nobody was assaulted. No women right. were... Right. In other words, their protest was totally peaceful, totally in order, unlike the, the other kind that the government is sanctioning, where, you know, it's just absolute total chaos and evil. Raped in side alleys. Nothing was burnt. No city halls were burnt down. No municipal offices. No nothing. It was entirely peaceful. And afterwards, our Minister of Defense said that if whites stage another such protest, they will bring a civil war upon themselves. They will provoke... So in other words, don't you say anything, Whitey. Keep your stinking yap shut because you're all going to die and you're going to like dying and we're going to kill you and you better not say anything against it. It's just like in Europe now. Can't say a thing against it. Or we're really going to lower the boom on you. We're going to give you a little more time. We're going to tolerate you a little bit more until we wipe you off the planet. But in the meantime, shut your stinking mouth. Because you have no right to talk here. Because you're a white devil. Even though you are growing all of our food. Even though you are peaceful. Even though you haven't picked any kind of fight with us. Even though you're not racist. And we are. Shut your mouth. Because you don't, you don't have any right to an opinion anymore. You have a right to nothing. Fundamentally, we're saying we believe that the trajectory of our state suggests that it is going to end badly. That this trajectory is going to collide with a wall or a window or whatever. And we are preparing for that, preparing to look after our people who will most certainly be the first targets in a race-based civil war. That's beyond dispute. After our conversation, Simon introduced me to a local sightlander who offered to show me their preparations. These people are preppers. Okay, so these are the preparations of the Erasmus family, which includes um, a hydroponic system They've got to their... be taken with them in their vehicles. So, I mean, they've got literally plants they're growing for food that is hydroponically grown on like a... It's like a thing that they can literally load into a van and get out of there because they're in such a bug out mentality, not knowing when this is this attack is going to come on them. They have literally like their whole life is literally geared toward this. In the event of a civil war, a nationwide anarchy crisis, and these will be laid in their vehicles and taken down so that they can start uh, crops from scratch in any remote area as long as there's water. Wow. So they have five, five cars in there. You might, I mean, you're, you're hearing the audio, but you, these are videos that are definitely worth watching because there's a lot, you know, that they're going over. Clan, you could say, and then they have that truck um, 
that will carry a whole lot of stuff. When they move out, they're, they're building a sort of canopy for the truck for refugees that they will pick up. It's obviously just in the early stages. And that's a dryer for all the veggies. You can even dry meat inside it. You know, and um, it's a dehydrator. That food. You know, that can keep us. Keep I mean, these people are in total, total, like worst case scenario survival mode mindset i mean they are it's like you know they feel like they're going into essentially road warrior type scenario and, and really they're already in that almost they're not too far off definitely the family doesn't use it um for its day-to-day -day use it's specifically road warriors i mean i'm an illusion um to the movie, The Road War, Mel Gibson, I don't know, it was like a long time ago. That's the movie where it's like that dystopic type of horrible movie where there's no gas and, and you know, it, it's it's just, you know, survival of the fittest type of thing. A preparation for a nationwide anarchy situation. The scale and thoroughness of these preparations would make you think the apocalypse is just around the corner. But Simon assured me, that these were only the preparations of one of thousands of others across the country prepping in the same way. In fact, every year the Sightlanders hold a huge evacuation drill where different groups from across South Africa carry out a complex run-through of the... I really think that these people are seriously armed to the teeth, they're seriously prepared, they're whatever, and I really think that whatever movement that the Illuminati is sanctioning and helping with this government, with this black um, extermination of the whites, because that's what it is, okay, and they're given sanction on, I really think that they're probably trying to get their, their ducks in a row because they realize when they come against these white people, they're just not going to lay down and die. These people are heavily armed, they're um, very well prepared and they're going to be in for a rude awakening if they take these white prepper farmers um, lightly. Uh, so, you know, it, it's horrible that, that, you know, it has to come to this. And I would be awesome as is is if Trump would take these people in because I don't really think there's any, there's any hope for, for South Africa. From what I'm seeing, it's too far gone. It's way too far gone. What I would love to see is Trump take them in and then kick all the like the wicked evil Muslims out and, and kick out the wicked illegal aliens out that are here, the, particularly the ones that are the rapists, because they they rape it they rape at a level that you know it's totally suppressed the news. All of these drunk illegal aliens that get into these wrecks that are suppressed and they kill all these people. I mean, you know. I understand you're not going to be able to deport every single one of them, but take out the worst of the worst, please. The Muslims, the illegal aliens, um, particularly the rapists, the MSM-13 gang members. The, I mean, I'm talking, these are the people that need to be out of here. We need to get rid of. But again, the New World Orders brought them in so that they will defile the country, so that they will act as a, like a um, fifth column type troop force when the New World Order calls upon them to kill the gringo, which is really what, I'm sorry, but that's the same dynamic in America. It's the whites against the other races. Black Lives Matter against the whites. The illegal aliens, La Raza, La Mecha against the whites. The Muslims 
against the whites in particular. And I think the Muslims will eventually, they would turn on the other races as well. But if the other races will help them exterminate the whites, they will be befriend them for a time and then they'll be convert or die eventually. So, you know, I'm sorry, but this is what I'm, this is what seems to be becoming more and more flagrantly obvious. And I'm not going to just not report on this because I'm a white guy and I feel bad because, oh, I might bring up some issue that might be uncomfortable. Well, you know what? It's very uncomfortable for these poor white people in South Africa. It's very uncomfortable for the white people that are in Europe that are being invaded by these devils and their women are being raped and you can't say a thing against it. I'm going to keep screaming about this until, you know, either God takes me out or whatever. I'm going to, I'm, I mean, somebody, not, not to say I'm the only voice, but I want to be a voice for them. Their plan for when civil war breaks out, something they believe is inevitable. I can tell you that Saitlander's leadership is of the opinion that within five years, as the, the absolute outside date, a, a civil war will begin in South Africa. All this talk of civil war seemed extreme, so I asked Simon how he thought this nation could go down such a dark path. I think, Lauren, that it would be a very spontaneous, sudden thing, for the simple reason that South Africa is a bubbling cauldron at the moment. Um, you have seen across... And the more people that they can kill, the more whites they can kill, prior to this civil war, the less people they're going to have to worry about fighting. So right now it's more of a soft extermination. Granted, if they were if they made themselves easy targets, they would kill them easily. But it's more of a softer extermination of the whites. They're going to kill as many as they can kill, and then they're going to they're going to, you know, probably bring the full military force or whatever of the South African government against the whites, and it's going to be sudden. And that's how I see this going down, unless something huge happens to intervene. South Africa, these spontaneous events where people run into a bunch of H&M stores and smash them down. You've seen for yourself this very morning, um, we arrived on the scene a very short while after a uh, nature conservation facility had been burnt to the ground by disgruntled uh, neighbors. Perhaps it was people who felt that they were owed more jobs or something. We don't know. Um, but um, So blacks burned down a nature conservatory. Uh, for no good reason, you know. They just do it because they're, I'm sure it was under white ownership or leadership there. So they're fair game. The government has given them sanction to go. Any whites own any businesses, burn them down, kill the whites. You, you, you've just done well. Things happen so quickly. And so many people are embittered at the moment. Our government is woefully unable to provide modest governance. The Sightlanders have been criticized oh, by mainstream politicians and media alike for their dramatic approach in dealing with the country's problems. But as the crime wave deepens and the government's anti-white rhetoric is now being realized in legislation to take white land, I have to wonder if here it shows this devil president. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this clip later. Uh, this devil president literally on stage in front of thousands of of South African black people. It's all blacks, okay encouraging them singing songs about killing the white people and celebrating it this is how sick these demon possessed devils are 
But it's fine because they're whites. They're fair game. Kill them all. We're in their shoes. Would we be compelled? You to sick act devils! In the May same God rain down His fury and in this could wickedness. Could the be preparing for what is becoming an ever more realistic bloody future in South Africa? Unbelievable. So yeah, Lauren Southern is the one that did you know all these videos on this. She's really at the spear tip of this. Um, there should be you know more christians down there i think doing this but then again it's not you know obviously easy to get down there and this type of stuff but she's the one that's done more along these lines to create awareness about this than anybody that i'm really aware of right now um so that's all we have for part two and we will go to part uh three next god bless you and see you in part three